1: Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff. Na, 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 it's Chuck and off. It's 3 o'clock on the dot, you know what that means. It's time for Matt Atlanta, and the King, yeah. Na, 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 it's Chuck and Chernoff. Na, 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 it's Chuck and off on the band. Driving home Atlanta is, is a traffic jam. jam. But we got Chuck and Chernoff on the fan, yeah! No 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 na, it's Chuck and Chernoff. No 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 na, it's Chuck and Chernoff on the fan.
2: I'm not even an
3: intern. My name
1: is Brett.
3: At least they know yours. My least favorite open, I don't know those people anymore. I don't like them. And it uh, limits the amount of time I can talk. That makes me angry. Hi, everybody. Chuck and Chernoff as we get going in our 3 o'clock hour post-Super Bowl The end of the football season, some of the sadness, but uh, don't blink. It'll be back before you know it. Chuck and Chernoff here to wipe away those tears. As we uh, get going in our 3 o'clock hour of the show, presented by This Stuff Matters, helping you to make the most out of what matters most. Like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast at thisstuffmatters.net. Why don't we start the hour by saying hello to Chuck? Hey, Matt. Hi, Charles. Hi, to Uh, Okay.
4: If you have listened to me for any amount of time on the radio, you have heard me say the following before. Uh, tell me. Rolling, hating, patrolling, trying to catch me riding dirty. Is that Usher?
3: <laughs> yeah, Chuck, that was Usher. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Camillionaire with like a word with you, but uh, we'll get to Usher coming up in a moment. Uh, you know who the happiest person was? of a 25-22 final score of the Super Bowl. Whatever jerk at your dumb party that had that square. Who gets happy over the five and the two square? That never hits of any kind. And all of a sudden in overtime, you get some scorigami as the Chiefs win yet another Super Bowl. That's three in five years. That's back-to-back. And if you had me, Cole Hardman... Catching the game winning walk off on your bingo card. You're smarter than all of us.
4: Yeah, I, uh, I won the first quarter on the squares, and First Lady had five and two. So you had zero
3: zero first quarter. You got lucky on that one, huh?
4: And yeah, and then she had a five and a she two. She had a five. It was, wait a minute,
3: who else was at the party? Yeah, who's playing the squares with you? I thought it was just you and her. No, that was the office. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, very good. So it was a nice product day. Look at you. Productivity. I
4: hope. I don't know. I ain't got the, And by the way, Mike Key has the money, so I mean, who knows what? For you in the audience, Mike Key works in promotions. Yeah.
3: He's a guy who messes up all the reads. <gasps> that was unnecessary. A drive-by that was unnecessary calling. So. Yeah. So Mikole said uh, right after he blacked out, he also was sold out by Mahomes, who was like, Micole didn't know the game was over. <laughs> Nobody knew the rules on the field. You got Niners players that knows. Micole's like he's true. I didn't. I. He's like maybe I thought the game is continuing. I Mahomes mean, goes, "What are we doing?" I'm running up and screaming, "We just won the championship!" Meekle had no idea, which I just think is hilarious at that point. All I could think as a fan watching the final moments of the fourth quarter and overtime is how miserable I would be as one of the fan bases on either side. That would have been torture, more so for the Niners who were trying to see a championship for the first time in forever. But still, for the Kansas City fan, that's going to be rough. All I could put myself back to was near the end of Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, how miserable the feeling was. And then the overtime, you're on pins and needles. So that was the like the fan in me watching that. And as I said, when the crosstalk happened with Nick and Chris, we were at a you know, my house with a bunch of people. We couldn't hear Romo, and I guess Tony had said something. Nobody really knew the overtime rules. Not the new rule of both teams touching it, but we're watching the clock dwindle mm-hmm. down at the end of the first overtime thinking, why are they not moving faster? Well, it would just continue to yes. the next overtime on the same possession. But I didn't – the first time we saw it, I didn't know how that you was going to work. You your
4: possession. It's not hemmed in by the clock. So why even have a clock other than we switch sides at the end of 15 minutes? You've got to have a play clock. Well, in a regular season game, it, you can still get a tie. Sure,
3: but in this game, why have a clock? I mean, again, other than we switch sides at the end of a quarter, I thought that was very odd. I mean, we've always done it, so maybe that's why they did in it the that And the additional way. timeout? You could still, I guess, do that with a play clock, but, yeah. You know. Um, the other thought I had was how poor Kyle Shanahan has experienced more Super Bowl pain than just about any coach of this generation, maybe all time. And that makes me smile. This is the third Super Bowl. The Channies had a double digit lead. One is an OC, two as a head coach, and his teams haven't won Super Bowl 51 here with the 25 point lead Super Bowl 54 with a 10 point fourth quarter lead. And then Super Bowl 58 last night, another 10 point lead this time in the second quarter. Those are more. You know, typical that you can blow that. But three three biggest leads in Super Bowl history are all under the uh offensive play calling of Shani.
4: Now, I was watching yesterday, man. I was thinking they have four all pro offensive skill position players and a quarterback that he really likes, and they're not going to be champions again. I mean, then and, and a year to year in the NFL to be consistent the way they have been with him. Um that doesn't last forever, man. It's really unusual to have their level of success. Like the Chiefs is a different thing, which is why the quarterback's a Hall of Famer and so is the head coach. Um, but in the, in the Niners' this, case, they have,
3: they have one more year of this. They have one more year to declare on Purdy. Once they have to yeah, declare we, on Purdy, they can't have all the stuff around him. So what yeah, you're going to do is true, yeah. you're going to have to get worse around him if you're going to pay him, and we all agree you need all the stuff around him. Which
4: you actually get to the Mahomes territory where when he was young and his, like, final two years of his rookie deal you're like all right this is perfect this is the rocking chair Mm -hmm. uh then then you had to pay him and suddenly you're not keeping cheetah you're not keeping sammy watkins you're not keeping uh the running back you know what
3: they've done they won two titles in a row because of him he's magical so this is the deal um mahomes has the highest cap charge in the league it's first time in history that whoever's had the highest cap charge his team won because he's just that special and can take dreck around him he's got the worst wide receiver core in the league Go look at all 31 of the rosters. Try to find Justin Watson. Uh, go try to find uh, uh, Miko Hardman. Go try to find Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and, and you'll see what you have. Can I nitpick Kyle, though, for a minute because it's fun? Oh, yeah. So the game's tied at 16 apiece. Niners are driving late in regulation. 3.25 on the clock. They run the ball on first down from the Kansas City 40. McCaffrey gets five yards. So now it's second and five with about 2.45 to go. And at that point, if I'm shanty, I've got two things on my mind. One, I've got to bleed the hell out of this clock to leave Mahomes as little as possible. Or I need to score a touchdown. One of those two things has to happen. So they throw the ball on second down. They hit Kittle, but it's a no gain. So now the clock winds down to the two-minute warning. Third and five. Purdy throws the incomplete pass. You're forced to kick the field goal, and you gave Mahomes a minute 53. I know that's nitpicking because that's not as egregious as what happened here in the Super Bowl. But at first and or at second and five, and I got. Christian McCaffrey, I'm telling myself I've got three plays to get five yards to extend this because I'm not going to, in my mind, settle for three, and I'm not going to leave Mahomes time. I'm going to let this be in McCaffrey's hands the next three plays, and we're going to go get this first down because I want my best player, and he's their best player, to try to carry me home to bleed this clock and get in the end zone. So that right there is my nitpick of him. And then the biggest obvious one, Shanahan butchered the OT. You don't kick off. And I I get that his defense was tired. You cannot give Patrick Mahomes the information of knowing what he needs to do. Only down three. You essentially put it on a silver platter for Mahomes to go beat you. Even if it would have been another field goal, the
4: game would have been continued, but to go beat you. There are criticisms you can have. He lost in overtime to a hall of fame quarterback and hall of fame coach. And so maybe you have to be perfect to pull that off. I don't know. It's, it's, was he perfect? No. He lost to Reed and Mahomes in overtime in the ba- game. But I think he had the better team.
3: I really do. I think he had the better team top to bottom.
4: Possibly. He Here's, yeah, the, possibly. The, I tell you what, uh, losing Greenlaw, that's a kick in the pants. Oh,
3: But well, that's another reason that, guess what I need to do?
4: I've got to be aggressive offensively. When you, By the way, give Kelsey on that last catch. He shook Fred Warner. whole beat up Travis Kelsey shook Fred Warner. When you're fourth and three with about 12
3: minutes to go and you go for it, with down three you in know. field goal range, I was like, good, Shani, that's smart. You're gonna get second guessed if this doesn't work, but he's like I can't not be aggressive against Mahomes and he went for it. But yet in that final drive, the aggression went away and he laid up for the field goal. So I was I was a little shocked to see it. I think Shannon gets it in his own head late in games with this stuff.
4: It does, however, I want to go back to the third and five in regulation. If They execute. Mm -hmm. It's a first down. It's a completion of a first down. You're not wrong,
3: but second and five, I'm handing it off again McCaffrey. I'm putting the ball in his hands second and five. I want to be third and two or three, so now I have two plays to get two yards. I'm just – you couldn't trust – Purdy's not close to your best player. Mm. McCaffrey is clearly your – I want the ball in his hands. That's why if you watched closely in that last quarter, it was obvious Mahomes had two things. He trusted Kelsey and his legs. I mean his own legs. Mm -hmm. That was it. He's like, no more. Petr, um, I'm not throwing a Justin Watson here again. He tried to throw it once to Watson. Watson circled back, lost four yards after gaining three. So he was done with that. Had a
4: drop as well, but that's why he's on the team because he's available because he's not a super great player at that position. And that's cheap. what the Chiefs decided. We're going to have not super great players at these spots.
3: Yeah, they need cheap, right? They're, they're expensive at quarterback. They're expensive at tight end. They have some uh, expensive defense. They're cheap everywhere else. And it won them the championship. Now, po- the overtime. So you had players <laughs> for the Niners who were way too, um, let's say, honest, who admitted they didn't know the rules. Kyle Juszczyk did it in postgame. A couple of defa- Eric Armstead did it postgame. Chris Jones on the other side for the Chiefs said, we started talking about this rule back in training camp, that if we get to the the playoffs or Super Bowl, here's the new rule. He says, for the last two weeks, we went over a strategy. He was very honest and said, had we had we won the coin toss, we would have kicked and we would have gone for two had they scored a touchdown. I don't know if he's telling the truth or if it would have played out, but that's the right way to do it, and the world would have lost their mind on the analytics. Do you go for two or for the tie in overtime? Instead, though, it was put on a platter for them, which, again, Shannon's going to kill himself for just the idea that I gave Patrick Mahomes all the info and four downs every time to go and beat me. Which he eventually did on the overtime drive. Mahomes was eight for eight for forty-two it's yards passing. Mix. He had two carries yep. for twenty-seven yards, two first downs. He accounted for sixty-nine of Kansas City seventy-five yards on the drive. And I
4: counted. I mentioned this earlier. The second one of those runs, it, it changed everything because I think I think at that point what I saw is like, all right, now the Niners' defense they they can't even move anymore. Mm-hmm. They can't engage. They can't get upfield at all. They were they were just absolutely gassed at that point. He hit a
3: fourth down two on the run on the little like little fake toss to Kelsey, yeah. and he just kept it. So Mahomes now continues to build on this goat status his chase for Brady whatever you want to consider the goat I don't like goat arguments he's Mahomes is the most talented quarterback I've ever watched and the resume now is starting to <laughs> I mean at 28 years old is starting to look silly two time mvp two time first uh, all first or all pro first team six straight afc championship game appearances three super bowl rings three super How bowl mvp afc championship
4: game appearances six
3: Got to remember the Chiefs. He's won the division every year. He's been the uh, quarterback. After right? about
4: seventy-two or so, they weren't good for like almost twenty-five years. Like that franchise was not, not, not good. And now this is a normal thing for them. Good for Chiefs fans.
3: And this championship again is his most impressive. Worst wide receiver yes. group in the league had to go on the road and beat. Part of it's because they Allen he, and beat Lamar. Because he cost fifty million? Correct. And you know what? But this is, and I know everybody can't be Mahomes. I get it. But you want the expensive quarterback. That means he's earned it. Now you got to be good in the other margins. The problem is when you pay Daniel Jones $43 no million.
4: Like you pay him almost as much as Mahomes.
3: But you want to pay Matt Ryan. And that's what I always said. Matt Ryan's yeah. contract was not the problem with the Falcons. The problem was you missed in the margins and you overpaid some other guys. And that's where you get in trouble. Uh, RG3 pointed out that Mahomes, six years as a starter, three Super Bowl rings. He has more playoff victories than Peyton Manning, Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Steve Young, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. All those guys played 14 seasons or more. He's 28. Mm, 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 mm. Then there was the Taylor Travis postgame moment. I mean, even the most cynical person who was tired, of t- you had to love that. You could see the pride in her eyes, man. She was so proud of that dude in that moment. Again, even the most cynical person had to realize, all right, I maybe I didn't think it was real and it was
4: publicity. No. Can't imagine having a better day than he did yesterday. Wins the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, parties till whatever, wherever he wants, and then goes back to his suite at the resort with Taylor.
3: So we were questioning this before the show. Super Bowl in Vegas ends at about 830. All the festivities on the field, then the postgame party goes to, let's say, 2 a.m. Vegas time. Are you too tired to make whoopee when he gets back to, like, no. his? See, I think you are. I think you're going to do it in the morning. You're going to do it the next huh? day. I think you're too – he wants to have a snack and go to bed.
4: Honey, I played a football game. I need you to step up.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're – he's been – that's a lot of emotion exerted. I'm not saying he didn't want to, but you're tired. You're like, I- we've all been there. I- 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 no, you're tired. Right? How many guys on their wedding night didn't end up doing it because you were tired? Why are y'all you all looking at me? Not? That's you a, that's, that's a – No, I had a club a, sandwich and went to bed.
4: That, no, that's what? the one she would remember. She didn't remember. And on remi- my it. wedding night. Nah, she didn't. She was happy. I left her alone.
3: Now, I think I think we might have gone through the act, but it was, you know, just, you know, robotic and, like, you have to do it. And oh, no, 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 we did it. And then we had a club sandwich, which was much better. The club sandwich was amazing at, like, 3 a.m. You're so hungry. You don't eat at the wedding. I feel like I've said too much. <laughs> all right. We'll continue to talk about all the fun that happened uh, at yeah, the Super Bowl. Wedding night. Um, yeah. Uh, Braves pitchers and catchers. How do I segue from that to tell you Braves pitchers and catchers report in 48 hours? They'll be in Northport on the field Thursday for the first workout. So our first opportunity to see Chris Sale, to see Ronaldo Lopez, get a look at Aaron Bummer, the great Ken Giles, who's there on a minor league
4: deal. I'm excited about the potential for him. He's when he's healthy. He's a tested world champion reliever. I would not have much of an expectation, but it would be a nice bonus. Yeah. Then I'll add whatever we look at
3: as a return of Matsick and uh, Waskari Noah, Ian Anderson. I don't know what their timelines are, but they should be in camp, too. So we'll look forward to all that fun. And then the Hawks' Bulls tonight battling for a spot in the play-in. Who's 9? Who's 10? That's tonight at 7.30. Uh, is 7:30. that the storyline? I mean, that's all I got for you. I don't know. Let's, I mean, listen, Hawks have played good ball lately. They've won six of eight. Looking for their third win in a row. Rosemont so. Horizon or the Omni? Uh, it is in the Omni tonight. Okay. The newfangled Omni over there at uh, What be more uh, obviously be known as State Farm Arenas.
2: So good times. It's time to wing it, presented by WNB Factory, serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over sixty locations.
3: Find yours at WNBFactory.com. We'll take your winging it idea answers at the Harris Cherokee Casinos Twitter feed. Chuck, this week will be a lot of love theme with Valentine's Day coming on Wednesday. So uh, we want to know who do you love to see lose. (laughs) <laughs> losers. Hi, Shani. How are you? How does it feel? It happened again. You ripped me a mine. I hope you never get one. So I love, I mean, with all my heart to see him lose. I really, it makes me small, makes me petulant, makes me a bad person. I accept all of that, but I still love to see him lose.
4: I like watching the Phillies lose. Haven't seen that last couple of years against us, unfortunately. No, but somebody else picked up the business. Yeah. Um, so
3: whenever a Philly fan tries to brag about beating us, and I'm, I'm thrilled they have, ask them where they put that banner up. And where then you, and then what? Where do you put the – I beat the Braves banner up. Those people. Ugh. Those people. DT, what you got? Who do you love? to see lose?
1: Uh, piggybacking on Chuck, more specifically Bryce Harper. Okay. Like every year. I get it. Uses.
3: Would have been nice if somebody would have
4: bowed up to that. Chris Sale's going to hit him.
3: Good, but it's about seven months too late.
4: That's for last year. You weren't even there. Correct. Uh, they told me about it.
3: <laughs> take that to ribs. Hey, hold. Brian Gephardt, who do you love to see lose? It's the Cowboys for
4: me. Always. Okay. That's
3: fair enough. Uh, Colin Madden. Clemson. <laughs> you hear the South Carolina in his voice. He wouldn't even say it with any passion. Clemson. All right, you guys will send your answers to the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. Uh, we're going to go to Chicago in 15 minutes. And get some insight on all the noise around Justin Fields to the Falcons. It's Clean
2: get- up your mouth,
3: all right? We'll talk to a legend, Mike North. He'll join us to find out what he's heard. And, again, it's getting louder by the day. Coming up next, though, it feels like one of these eight dudes is the next starting quarterback for the Atlanta, Fal- uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. and Juan
4: Nieves, David Cohn, David Wells, Zach Efron, Jason Abram Gandhi, Freddie Mercury. Hoyt!
3: Hoyt was in the running with Gandhi? No, it's none of those eight. I'll tell you who... The list is. I'm going to rank them for you, too. Nothing better than a sports radio ranking. I'll do it next.
1: What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more.
3: The end of the football season means the beginning of NFL offseason. We have all that stuff to look forward to from free agency to the draft. Never really slows down. That's the fun of it. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. Thanks so much for spending your afternoon with us. I'm Matt. He's Chuck. And again, you all are, you all. We're with you till six tonight. The good word follows from New Realm Brewery Then the uh, Damon Stoudemire Show on the fan tonight at 7 o'clock. Also on FM at 93.7. Still trying it on AM at 680. And of course, the 680, the fan mobile app. This hour of our show is presented by This Stuff Matters, helping you make the most out of what matters most. Like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast at thisstuffmatters.net. I was just watching the video of uh, the Chiefs post-game celebration, when did we start popping bottles in NFL locker rooms? Like, I did not used to think that was a thing. That was a baseball thing, some way an NBA thing. Last night in the Chief Locker Room, that was Crystal by the way, that they are, like, just blowing up the yeah, locker room with. Sure. Uh, having a great time. I just didn't remember the NFL doing that. But Travis Kelsey, just a big bear, just leading the post-game celebration as the uh, Chiefs went back-to-back in their third in fifth years. uh in five years, excuse me. We will go to uh, Chicago. Coming up here in about five minutes, we'll talk to the Dean, hey, of Chicago Sports Radio, Mike North. We're just having me and you are having
2: the conversation, which we're going to have, but we're on the radio.
3: That's right. He'll talk to us about all the Justin Fields stuff, the noise around Justin, the Falcons coming up like a lot of other teams. His uh, opinion of watching Justin the last couple of years, how much would it take to get him all that kind of good stuff? Clean
2: up your damn mouth when you're talking on the radio and you're talking to me.
3: Mike's never shied away from an opinion, so that'll be good. But first... As we enter officially the offseason, let the quarterback speculation really ramp up for the Falcons. And it feels like, Charles, there is a group that I think one of these guys is the next starting quarterback for the Falcons, unless there's just a curveball that I can't figure out. And these are not shocking names, but I think I'm going to rank the names to give you an idea of what I think I want, and I have a feeling what Falcon fans would want for the next quarterback. So there are four NFL options that are realistic. Right, I'm going to keep that term in my realistic. I want Joe Burrow. That's not realistic. No. What is realistic? Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. Those are the four. NFL options. Cousins, Baker, Russell, Justin Fields. Those are the four. All right. Okay. Your four college options: Jaden Daniels, if you're willing to trade up. Michael Penix, Bo Nix, God help us, J.J. McCarthy. That name is picking up steam. The NFL seems to like him a lot more than the fans do. But those are the guys. And those other three after Jaden are all going to be available somewhere, either where the Falcons pick at eight or if they want to try to maneuver their way back into the first round and take another swipe at a quarterback option there. So one of those eight, I think, is the next starting quarterback. Tell me if you think Falcon fans would dig this order of what they would want, what, what we'd all kind of want. I get the sense that Jaden Daniels is number one for Falcon fans. Like if I took a poll of, of a thousand Falcon fans, I think he'd win the poll. Jane Daniels, one. I would then go Kirk Cousins, two. Then I'd go Michael Penix. Justin Fields, four. Bo, uh, Bo Nix, five. Baker Mayfield, six. Russell Wilson, seven. J.J. McCarthy, eighth. And seven, eight. I think it's a distant seven, eight. I don't think there's a Falcon fan alive who's super jazzed about the idea of Russell and free agency or McCarthy in the draft. It doesn't mean they won't work here. I don't think anybody would be excited the day that that press release came out that that was the starting quarterback next season. So, the obvious top is Jaden. Again, Cousins is a short term, but you know you'd be better. I think Penix would would get a lot of Falcon fans intrigued. Fields the same way. Then it would be a bit of a dip, but you know Bo Nix enough. Then we really dip, like Baker. I know had a good year, but that's a big dip. Seven and eight, Russell and JJ. Good luck selling that.
4: It's all about the price, the compensation to either another team or just to the league. Yes, we will spend our. We'll give the league back our eighth overall pick on who. Bo Nix, hmm? that may be what it takes to be in the Bo Nix business in another two months. We don't know that. Uh, you mentioned Kirk Cousins. There are, If Kirk Cousins could throw himself in a Xerox, there would be nine teams that would take him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, ahead Is of everybody else on that list, ahead of Baker, ahead of the rookies, ahead of everybody for two or three years, everybody would take him. So the only thing about Kirk, a couple of
3: things. You have to have the cap space to be able to yep. maneuver it, open it. He's going to pick and choose some stuff that he feels like somebody's got ready-made parts around them. Now you start limiting your group a little bit, right? Um, so I think those two things, I don't know what the Kirk Cousins market is. Like, you're right. There would be a ton of teams interested. Who would he be interested in? The money's obvious. He's going to get paid wherever he goes. Like, he wouldn't go to New England. For, they need a quarterback. Yes. He would not go to um, Tennessee. Like, he's going to pick somewhere where he thinks there are weapons ready-made. I come in and we win. Is that fair? Or where he already is, which is already the other context. He's got the best receiver in football. Uh, And he lives there. I don't think that matters to me. I I, heard that he
4: does. I don't think He said
3: that. I don't buy it. Okay. I just, you know where I am on this stuff. I don't think where you live matters to the NFL. You're there in the facility 12 hours a day. His wife's from here if you want to use that angle of it.
4: No, well, he doesn't want to move his families. I this? don't Okay, he doesn't pack
3: a box. I just I don't I don't, I don't believe it. I think you okay. live you live in the nicest neighborhood of whatever, the nicest part of town is. Just now maybe Minnesota's the He's been there for like 3 years. What's Minnesota to him? What does that tie He's been there more than three seasons. Whatever it is,
4: four or five, whatever. I don't think Minnesota's like. No, that's part of every dossier yeah. of Kirk Cousins. I mean, I'm not making this up. Everything I hear about Kirk Cousins is his first choice, and he's been clear about this. I want to stay here. I
3: think you say that because you're smart to say that. Why would you say anything else? Like, who is the first guy that goes, I'm out of here? I just don't think.
4: I, I'm sure he wants to you stay know, there. Like, Simmons exists, but yeah. it's rare. Ben Simmons, well, I'll walk away from $70 million I hated here so much. The, the stuff that comes with Jaden
3: Daniels, for instance, is the price tag. Not his price tag, but what you need to get to get to number three. Because now you're talking about limiting your draft future. You're talking about probably a player. And I don't know what the compensation is to go from eight to three. And why would New England give up three? But to get up that high, because it's a quarterback, you're going to yeah, pay a premium. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, might be worth it if you need the quarterback. Penix, you could probably have wherever you want. Like, if you're staying at eight, you could have them. Knicks, probably the same way. And then, like I said, a dip. Is there anybody that I did not mention in that group, though, that you can think of that is off the radar a curveball from that group of eight?
4: Mm, there's always I don't know, like a Malik Willis or somebody who just you drafted oh. him and now he's already like yeah, oh. you're you're done with him. But oh. I mean, isn't that Russell? Sean Payton's done with Russell. Like I here's what I don't want. I don't I, want By Gar- the way, Tampa, I don't Tampa. Uh Baker shouldn't be that far down on your list, probably. I, I
3: don't want Gardner Minshew. I don't want to live a life with Jacoby Brissett. I don't want to draft Spence Rattler. I don't want to draft Sam Hartman. It feels like we'd be doing the same thing we did this past year.
4: All right, the Minshew brissette thing could be real. Oh god. Cuz that could be this franchise's version of Gino. Okay, great. Okay. Is the idea. Or it could be Gardner Menchu again. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: All right, there's a bunch of noise though continuing to swirl around Justin Fields and the Falcons. This is not going to go away. It's going to be there till he's either traded or we get to the draft and the Bears pick Caleb Williams and have to move on from Justin. Let's go to New York. Uh, let's go to uh Chicago though. Uh he's the dean of not only uh Chicago sports talk radio, but I think the Chicago media, that's how much this man's presence mattered in the Windy City. He's Mike North still does a show on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He's kind enough to join us on the Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line. Mike, it's a pleasure. How are you? What's up fellas? What's going on? Well, we're trying to figure out there's all this Justin Fields noise, right? I'll, I'll get to the, the Atlanta part in a minute, but for those of us who see Justin every now and again, we don't watch bears games, right? I mean, it's just the way mm-hmm. it is. What we watch him when he plays us or we'll see a highlight. Tell me what you've seen from Justin, From the day he got to Chicago to the last snap he took of this season, what kind of growth, what kind of consistencies or inconsistencies you saw from him?
2: He is one of these guys, he's feast or famine in one game. He'll wow you with three great plays. He'll get out of certain situations when there's a heavy rush. There was a play, uh, I think the 14th or 15th game of the season this year, he was trapped in the end zone. He got out of it. Nobody else could have gotten out of it. He'll hit you with a big play every so often. He's inaccurate with his throws. He's slow on the trigger finger. Uh, the last game, for instance, Jordan Love got rid of the ball in 2.8 seconds, and Fields' his average was 3.4. He's slow to get rid of the football, and he was a project coming in that we traded up for. That being said, we don't, a lot of the people here uh, don't believe in the Caleb Williams hype. And we want to know why other quarterbacks who played this year, like P- Penix and, and Daniels, who went to the Heisman. I didn't see Williams there this year. And we saw the Notre Dame game with Williams, and we were turned off. He scored 20 points. His mechanics were bad, threw off his back foot, and he played in the easiest conference uh, with no defense in the game. I mean, it's no, it's no, I guess, mystery that three of the top quarterbacks transferred from tougher leagues to go play at the Mm Pac-12. That being said, I'd keep uh, fields before I would even touch Caleb Williams. And I think that uh, if they could – I would uh, trade the number one pick, let somebody else make the mistake, and let the Bears take a pick down in the third or fourth round uh, for a quarterback, keep Williams for another year – I mean, keep uh, uh, fields for another year. And do it. If I was Atlanta – uh, I would not go after uh, Justin Fields. I wouldn't. Okay. I, Let me I, I ask think. you this.
3: So mm-hmm. I want to ask you more about that. But when you talk okay. about all the issues with Justin, those are all fair criticisms that I've heard as well. How much has sure. it to do with Chicago not developing them, coaching, offensive line, lack of weapons? How much plays into the whole mixture of where Justin is?
2: A hundred percent. They've never developed any quarterbacks. The ones they developed, I mean, uh, Jim McMahon was developed when he came in. He was seventy-two records coming in. In the NCAA, Jim Harbaugh was another winning quarterback. We had a 35 and 30. And the one that they say was a bust that Justin Fields doesn't come close to being as good as when he was here is, is Trubisky at 29, 21, 64 touchdowns, 37 interceptions, two playoffs in four years. And they got rid of him for Justin Fields. And he hasn't uh, made people forget that as bad as Mitch uh, Trubisky's confidence is down now, and that Pittsburgh, uh, you know, put him on the bench again, uh, that that we have not replaced him with Justin Fields, and that's the problem here. But there's something there, guys, that makes you think that if you can add a Marvin Harrison, that if you improve the line, that he's under uh, he's going to be suffering his third coordinator in three years. That's a that's a negative. But there's something there that makes you want to keep him around. Yet you see what you saw yesterday. And you don't see that ever happening with him. I really don't. And I don't see it happening with the Bears with them. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I know they've probably shopped them around, maybe to Atlanta. Who knows? But uh, right now it just seems like there's no movement at all. So we'll see what happens.
3: Mike North is with us. Dean is, uh, Chicago Sports Radio. The Chicago media as well He's seen it all in that town. He's kind enough to join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line.
4: Mike, every time I look at Justin – I'm Trying to get a gauge of where he is after three years. Mm -hmm. And I keep going back. That guy has started 38 NFL games. That is a lot of play. And tell me, like, give me one thing or two things that you know he is a lot better at right now than he was after year one or even after year two, because that is a lot of playing for a guy who's only been in the league three years.
2: Yeah, and his record's horrible. I think it's 10 and 25, guys. And there's not too many quarterbacks that people want to trade for. And I'm hearing first and second round picks. People would be nuts to go for a guy like this. He's never had really a a clutch gene. Uh, In other words, in the fourth quarter, he's improved in his first three quarters of play. Uh, And then when it gets to the fourth quarter, he doesn't have the clutch gene that you need. He's got the same problems that other guys have that are even better than him. The Dak Prescott's of the world. You know, can he turn out to be uh, maybe a Lamar Jackson? But does Lamar Jackson have the clutch gene to take it all the way? Uh, you see the uh, the Bears uh, clamoring maybe to make another change and sit through three more years when you see a Mr. Irrelevant in the Super Bowl. I think you can get a quarterback down the line. Uh, here's one that nobody's talking about, guys, and I don't know what Atlanta thinks of this, but Kirk Cousins is available. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, they're big on here, Bears. yeah. If, Kurt, if the Chicago Bears decided to spend, which is around the going right now for a guy that's thrown for seven, for 4,000 yards seven times, if they decided to pay $40 million a year for two years or maybe get it up to $90 million, which the Bears probably won't, they got a shot at the playoffs next year because we're in a division with uh, Jared Goff and Jordan Love. And if you're telling me with the Bears' defense getting better, with uh, improved offensive players around him like D.J. Moore, that a Kirk Cousins couldn't lead the Chicago Bears in that weak division to a playoff, I'll tell you what, that's the best chance they got. Otherwise, we sit through two or maybe another year of fields, and maybe if they draft Williams, it never happens. Projects are just that. Rookies are just that. You never know what they're going to do. Nobody saw Mahomes coming. He got drafted 10th. I mean, what happened to the other nine teams? I mean, everybody blames the Bears, but if this guy was supposed to be all that, okay, and he he ended up being all that, then why didn't somebody else draft him? The only teams that showed interest in him were Kansas City and New Orleans at the time, and guys like Trubisky and Watson were rated ahead of him at the time. So kudos to uh, Kansas City, but there'll never be another Mahomes. And anybody that's trying to find another Mahomes are the same people that are trying to find another Steph Curry in the NBA.
4: So I've seen everybody, Steve Young, Donovan, now certainly Robert mm-hmm. Griffin. It takes like three or four years in the league and you're like, All right, I don't think I'm gonna run as much anymore. Um, <laughs> is Justin Fields, has he already gotten to that point after three is there any conversation about maybe we're gonna change his game for preservation? Cam Newton was Robocop for about six years and then he's like, Damn, I hurt.
2: He wants to still run. This year he ran. Whenever and, and he wouldn't give the ta- play time to develop. And if you could see when you watch, I don't care if you go to social media, they'll point it out. These receivers are open. What doesn't he see? Uh, his progressions. He has trouble with his progressions. So he turns to his number one weapon. And if your number one weapon as a quarterback is your legs and not your arm, it's going to be hard to take a team with average talent, okay, and make it better. I don't think he's one of these guys that can make other people around him better. That being said, you see a guy like Mayfield in the playoffs. You see a guy like Golf in the playoffs. These guys were both left for dead. You see a guy like Stafford go to the Super Bowl. Maybe a change of, of scenery does him good. Who knows? I just don't see it and as far as I'm concerned. I didn't want him, uh, uh, the Bears, to draft him uh, at the time. And it looks like I might have been right because now... Three years ago, they're saying he was on his way to Canton if he did everything right. And now we're trying to get rid of him. So Mm -hmm. I don't even think Bear fans know what to do anymore. They're as confused as the front office. Ah, good. You know what?
3: You and Falcon fans, we could all have a confusing talk together because we live that life too. So uh, yes. So you mentioned you mentioned the compensation. Like I, I think it's ridiculous. Anybody's mentioning a first yes. round pick. Number one, I yes. don't I don't care if he's the greatest quarterback ever. You have one year and then a fifth year option. I've heard second. I said I wouldn't do that either. If I was the Falcons, the most I would give is a third. If things go well, I'd make it uh where it becomes a second right. if they re sign him. But like are you really hearing the Bears are gonna hold out for a first or second? Is that even a realistic thing? I
2: couldn't you know what? I heard somebody suggest a first, but here's what I couldn't believe, even a second. I mean, if you look at his record, if you look what he's done in the fourth quarter, if you forget about all the hype of the national people that think he's the second coming of whatever, I mean, they're afraid to even criticize the guy for some reason. He gets a free ride. People forget he went to Ohio State, and Ohio State's never developed a quarterback except this year, and who knows what will happen to him down the line. Same thing goes for Caleb Williams. I'd ask you guys to go over the roster of great USC quarterbacks. And I'll give you one second to come up with them because there aren't any. Okay, except maybe Carson Palmer. And he didn't do all that well after he got hurt. So, you know, you're dealing not only with the Chicago Bear team or maybe an Atlanta Falcon team that doesn't develop quarterbacks well. And where do you go? You go to Ohio State and USC? I'm not sure. And I didn't want the Ohio State quarterback. And I was proved right. Stroud, finally, after my 40 years of being right, finally an Ohio State quarterback got it done. Yeah. Uh,
3: hey Mike, before we let you go, and this is probably not yes. a fair question because you've done this too long. Give me the two or three like biggest lightning rod individuals or topics that you covered through your four decades. Because well, like, like Michael Jordan, everybody universally loved, right? So like like that doesn't count in, in Chicago. What are those things that like led to the biggest screaming matches back and forth? The guy or the team or the or the, or the, the
2: well, the... I I could go with the guys. I went at it with Albert Bell. Me and him went nose to nose in the in the White Sox locker room. Ozzie Guillen, me and him, uh, went. Uh, that's, that's been played oh, over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Uh, but I think Rodman was uh, my favorite of all of them. I think that uh, Michael Jordan said at the time, guys, and, you know, I, Jerry Krause doesn't get enough uh, credit for what he did because he built a team around Michael Jordan. And Jordan, if he would have had a, a tenth of Krause's uh, mind, for basketball, seriously, guys, he might have uh, been more successful in Charlotte. He should have taken Kraus with him at the time. That being said, what he said, Kraus went up to Jordan, and said, "I got a shot at Rodman." What do you think? He goes, "Go get him. We need a rebounder." And then when Pippen missed twenty some games, he said, "I need you, Dennis. I need you." That one year and I, Rodman, I think they won twenty five and went twenty five and six or something, and Rodman came to play. But I went out to uh, I went to meet Rodman after a practice one night, and he was still in the weight room. He was still in the weight room longer than anybody else. He was just a lightning rod. He showed up at a book signing dressed like a dressed like a wedding bride, mm-hmm. uh, riding a motorcycle. Remember that?
4: Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, I mean it was just wild. And you know we're 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 Chicago, but we're a Midwestern town. And to see Dennis Rodman drive up like Father loves the bride <laughs> in, a, in in a Harley was just something to see.
3: Great career. Always love to hear your stories, and uh, we appreciate the insight on Justin. We'll catch up down the road, Mike. Thank you. Anytime you guys want. I love you. Thanks for having me on, Hobbs. Appreciate it very much. There he is, Mike North, the legend of Chicago Sports Talk Radio. That's the dean, hey, of Chicago Radio and Chicago Media. Not exactly the biggest fan of Justin Fields. I think he said, don't do it. Don't trade for him. You don't want to do it. (laughs) Run away from it. That's at least his opinion. All right, coming up next, Atlanta, you got a victory last night. Without even playing. Front Office Loves will tell you how next. The problem with having Mike North on the show is I want to talk like him the rest of the show now.
1: What do you think about that? I just want to do it. Like
3: central Clean casting. up your
2: mouth, all right?
1: That's right, Ozzy.
3: Like the Bears sketch on SNL was Mike North. I just I love it. Love it, love it. Thanks, Mike, for joining us. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. We're on The Fan. That means we're on AM at 680. Still doing the AM thing. Mike was on when AM was the thing. We're on FM at
4: 93.7. Music on AM.
3: And y'all got that app. I was never on a station with an app. So we got the 680 The Fan mobile app. Uh, 680 The Fan and Bears Best Atlanta. We're kicking off golf season with our annual Chili Dip Open. It all benefits First Team Metro Atlanta. At one of Atlanta's finest courses, as First Team Metro Atlanta is building game changers by empowering kids and teens Through golf. Thanks to some of our great sponsors like Bears Best, along with Kroger. Thanks to Tito's Handmade Vodka, the Color Spot, and Zero FG Energy Drink. Ooh, naughty numbers.
1: The man that knows the cap bonuses and all of that. He's the one that gets you cut front of a slope, Don't give a word. He's the guy who knows the law. Can't put him against the wall. He's the guy with all the entrance. Matt and sugar, Front office. all. All brought to you by Entry Point Doors and Windows. Now is the time you've been thinking about having to change out those windows in your home. Maybe you're dealing with wood rot. Maybe you're dealing with that letter from the HOA entry point doors and windows can handle a big project like that they've been doing it for over 20 years They're window and door magazines dealer of the year just head on over to the website entrypointatlanta.com sign up for the free estimate i'm not going to bury the lead here matt after a super bowl sunday in which super bowl 58 now in the books the san francisco 49ers go down to the kansas city chiefs 25 to 22 in overtime i will just tell you the number that i put out there before i went to bed last night that it was celebrated by football fans everywhere Kyle Shanahan has now been the offensive control artist of the three biggest losses in Super Bowl history, 45 total points over three games obviously 25 when he was running the offense for the falcons and now two different games as a head coach of the 49ers of having 10 point leads that they lost over the course of the game so
3: i I laugh at that now last night i I don't want to put it all on kyle but there were some like nuanced things right that are more debatable like what happened with the falcons was just you know malpractice what happened in the game four years ago was just over-aggression. So last night, there was a spot in the game, los, I don't know, two minutes, 245 left. The uh, Niners have the ball at the Chiefs 40. They get a first down five-yard run from McCaffrey. Then they threw the ball twice instead of, you had to do two things there, one of two things. You had to bleed as much clock as possible. Or you had to score a touchdown to make life harder on Mahomes. Instead, they threw a second out short pass to Kittle. He gets stopped for no gain. It goes to the two-minute warning. Then an incomplete, gave the ball back to Patrick Mahomes down only three with a minute 53 left. So that was part of it. And then the obvious is how the coaching staff and the players don't know the overtime rules. We're on our couches. Maybe we're not supposed to be as adept, but that can't happen there.
1: Well, the only thing that made sense is that the idea that if your defense had been playing defense that long with the you know the game on the line and obviously the Kansas City Chiefs get the game-tying field goal and send it to overtime, okay, I get that maybe in that regard you don't want to put your defense back on the field, but if not... The whole entire plan is make your opponent take the ball first so Mm -hmm. that you know what you need. That's that's the general idea. And to
3: flip it around, not to give Patrick Mahomes the idea, all the knowledge that he knows he has four downs every time to try to execute. Like, now you're allowing him to use his legs. Now you're allowing him to do it. I mean, four downs for Patrick Mahomes every time? I don't know. Kyle just gave all the info to Mahomes, and to me that was just one that he's going to have trouble sleeping on for a while.
1: It also felt really interesting when we talked talk about the opening part of the third quarter in that football game. This was actually brought up by Tony Romo during the course of the broad, uh, broadcast. So you have the mistake that's made by Patrick Mahomes of throwing the interception, and what do the 49ers do with it? Very little, in fact, he brought it up. Why do you then look to throw the ball six straight times when you have basically used the first half to show that you're able to run the football the entire time? Again, if you just want to talk about you know losing leads, mm-hmm. the only other teams that are now equaled up here, you can go back to 2015 where the Seahawks ended up blowing a 10-point lead to the Patriots. You can go back to 2010 where it was a 10-point lead that the Colts had over the Saints. And also, if you go back to the 1980s, 88, this when the Broncos had the early lead on Washington the Redskins at the time 10 point lead so now Kyle Shanahan basically gets to claim as a head coach I've equaled those and as the offensive coordinator I've gone for 25 points how about this number from Stats? I think you'll enjoy this one Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs he's now and think about this, this is what it took to win this game he's the only NFL quarterback in the last 30 years to do this he went 8-for-8 eight eight or better <laughs> and had 27-plus rushing yards on a single drive. That is the first time that's happened in any game, regular or postseason, and he did that in overtime of the Super Bowl. Again, 8-of-8 eight eight on the drive mm-hmm. or better and 27-plus uh, rushing yards on the drive to win it. By the way,
3: and that's the stressful part you just said, the game is on the line. You're down three. I make a mistake. Not only is the game over, the season ends and the championship goes to the other side, but Loset falls back into what we were just talking about. You enabled Patrick Mahomes to have all the information that he knew I'm going to two things were obvious in overtime. I'm going to live and die by throwing it to 87 and I'm going to live and die with my legs. And that was all they did largely throughout the overtime session. And it was enough to win them the championship at the end.
1: I'll bring this number up with you on this one because this is a good one from Stats. And you think about the, the Falcons drafting eighth overall, regardless, wherever you're drafting, you're always looking for that, that one transcendent player. You never know when it's going to happen. So here's a number when it comes to the Chiefs. So from 1970 to 2018, zero Super Bowl appearances in 49 seasons. Okay, that's from 1970 to 2018 for the Chiefs. They had one early on and then didn't have anything for 49 seasons. From 2019 to 2023, three Super Bowl titles in five seasons. They're the first team in Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, or NHL history to go 45-plus seasons without reaching a championship round and then win three-plus in five years immediately after that.
3: You know what the coolest thing about Mahomes now is you can rank his championships. I always think that's such a special place in sports when you're like, is this championship better than the other one? And if you want to do that, Los, look what happened here. They trade Tyreek Hill. Their wide receivers might be the worst group in the league. They have to go on the road for the first time in the playoffs in Mahomes' career. They beat Josh Allen, then they beat Lamar Jackson, and they win this championship. This is as good as it gets, and it shows you he's got the highest cap charge, I believe, in the league. So this whole notion of like, oh, you can't win. Well, you can when you have Mahomes, and he overcomes and makes everybody around him named Justin Watson and Rasheed Rice and all these like no-name receivers, at least good enough to come along for the ride.
1: And, and look at the run, and this is where every NFL team will have to ask themselves, what do you do in order to beat this team? Because I, I kept making the point, and, and we made it to the point on this radio show, it's taken Joe Burrow, and it's taken Tom Brady to beat him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's taken the GOAT, and it's taken another 1-1 who's very successful. That's about what the formula is, because look at what happened this time around. You had Tua Tonga Bailoa, who was an early MVP during the season, uh, you know, that that's the first playoff uh, guy he goes through. He goes through Josh Allen and Buffalo, followed up by Lamar Jackson, the MVP. And then you're talking about the quarterback who was the last pick in the draft, who's the cheapest player in the league, surrounded by mega talent and all sorts of money. And that wasn't good enough to beat him. So you're now having to figure out how do you construct the team that's able to beat Patrick Mahomes? I think the
3: last part of what Mahomes and the Chiefs are now is I don't think we can judge them on the regular season at all because people, including myself, we all reacted to a very above-average, lackluster regular season to the point where I picked Josh Allen and the Bills in that game, and then I picked Lamar Jackson and yeah. the Ravens, and I went, I'm not doing that in the Super Bowl with two weeks to prepare, and uh, now Mahomes and Reed against Purdy and, and Kyle Shanahan. like that. The regular season for the next five years, I don't care if they win nine games or 13 games, it won't matter to me.
1: How about a couple of uh, interesting numbers also from Opta Stats? Just to tell you, like this is what San Francisco did to play the game that should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. First off, the trade for Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't know if you could have had a more perfect player for that system for what they did. And, on, and on
3: paper, by the way, we all hated the deal because the value of what they gave up.
1: And this is what they've been able to get out of it. It ended up being the, the offensive player of the year for this season. Christian McCaffrey. First player ever to have 75-plus rushing yards and 75-plus receiving yards in a Super Bowl. So he accomplishes that. Then you go over to... Jawan Jennings, uh, first wide receiver in NFL history to both throw a touchdown and catch a touchdown in a postseason game, and yet you add all that stuff up along with the turnovers that the Chiefs had, and it still wasn't enough.
3: Jawan Jennings might have won the MVP. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Had they won that game in regulation, that would have been the funniest thing ever. And back to your point on, on McCaffrey, and I had a weird thought about this. McCaffrey was always really good with Carolina, really good. It reminds me of Shani's running back version of Matt Ryan. Where you put Matt Ryan, who was always really good, in Shanty's system and he's MVP quality. You take Christian McCaffrey, who's always really good, and put him in Shanty's system and he's best player potentially in the league.
1: Yeah, it just jumps him to a whole other level. I I think about it in terms of uh, a very similar way. When Marshall Falk was a Colt, he was a stud. And then he got over to the Rams, and suddenly he's of everything unleashed. Yep. Yeah, and suddenly he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Here, here's a, a last note for you, just to kind of give you an example of, and this is from Next Gen Stats over with Amazon, just kind of give you an idea as to what the 49ers did that was so different early on. So when you got through the first quarter, the 49ers had run 21 personnel, two running backs and one tight end. They had run this on 13 of their, 70, uh, 13 of their 17 plays. That was basically 77%. That's the third highest they had run that. In about the past eight, seasons. so that really surprised the Chiefs' defense. They just were not ready for it. So, by the time you start chewing away the clock and you have Christian McCaffrey going up and down the field and you're limiting the possessions, what did that mean? By the time you reached halftime, Travis Kelsey had one reception for one yard. I don't know what you do better in a first half and into a third quarter to set yourself up to beat Patrick Mahomes. It's just the problem is you ran into peak Patrick Mahomes when it mattered the very most. And
3: I'll add one wrinkle as we finish. What you do is you, you needed to be up by more. And I know that's obvious, but it just felt like they were, in, like you just said, control of that game for the entire first half. And you went to the break and went, Kansas City's been sloppy they are turning the ball over, and they're only down by seven. I went, eh, I'd be really uncomfortable with that if I'm the opponent of Mahomes
1: in that game. There you go, Matt. Them Super Bowl naughty numbers.
3: Thank you, Los. Coming up next, Kang tells us how one NFL legend is more likable than ever. Problem is I can't co-sign this lease. We'll tell you about it next.
0: This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Matt Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com/mac. First Horizon Bank Member FDIC.
1: The fan is ready for Brave season. Are you? Three, one, smoked high in the air deep center field and heading for the horizon a home run by Olsen. we're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 the fan app
2: so make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season
0: a lifetime of hard work children laughing in the kitchen family photos on a restaurant wall a legacy that lives on it all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
4: Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundation sink or settle.